there. I don't even want to go any further. That's a love deposit right there. Anytime, anytime we see our young people taking that step, doing greater things in the kingdom, we want to support them. If y'all get that, say amen. And our praise leader, God bless him. Uh, uh, that's my brother. I love him. I love him. Uh, uh, he said he was going to sing, it won't be very long. Yeah, I, I was hoping he'd sing, what a friend we have in Jesus. Because Jesus is probably the only friend I got around that time. Say amen if you can. But I'm definitely so appreciative to my brother uh, uh, for just uh, blessing us in an awesome way. Uh, and not only him, but our brother uh, Coffee for blessing us, getting things started for us on this evening. Uh, let's give all of those brothers a love deposit. Let's give them a love deposit. Let's give them a love deposit. Um, uh, for those of you who have been involved, we are, we are on week number 20, week number 20, engulfed in a Bible reading plan that has been challenging us to read through the entirety of the Bible. I know that we're all at various places of it, uh, and that's been a good thing, but what it has been affording us to do is get a chance to hear, uh, the entirety of the Word of God, but not only to hear the entirety of the Word of God, but also, uh, to get a chance to glean from it, uh, because if you know like I know, we need the word. If y'all get that, say amen. Um, our uh, rendering today, as many of you all know, it's broken down in, in a set form. Uh, there's an Old Testament reading, a New Testament reading, and one of the Psalms and the Proverbs. Uh, and, and throughout our times in, in these 20 weeks that we've been doing this, we've been bouncing from our New Testament, Old Testament, and the Psalms. Today we're going to be in the Psalms. I pray uh, that the word that David has for us will be a blessing. If you have your copy of God's holy and divine word, stand on your feet with me, if you will. Meet me in the 60th division of Psalms, the 60th division of Psalms. And we're going to look together at verse number 11. Because we, we see something uh, uh, very awesome here in the 60th division of Psalms, verse number 11. It's a very direct ver verse. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't waste a lot of time. It obviously doesn't uh, hold any punches. It gets right to it. Uh, the, the 11th verse of the 60th division of Psalms, if you have it, say amen. amen. And if not, say wait. Since there are none, listen very carefully as the Bible reads. David says, uh, give us help from trouble for the help of who? Yeah, he says, for the help of man is useless. Uh, read it with me if you don't mind. It says, Give us help from trouble, for the help of man is useless. You may be seated. Bow your head with me for a word of prayer. I would love to talk to God before I preach to y'all on tonight. Almost righteous and awesome, Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, we come to you at this time with our heads humbly bowed. Uh, we, we thank you for just being so good to us, Lord. We thank you for being our friend. We thank you for being our help, our supporter, Lord. We thank you just for loving us in spite of us. Lord, we're asking on, on tonight that if it is your will, you would just guide us through your word. There is a lesson in your word, a lesson that will help to improve our quality of life and the intimacy that we share with you. I pray that you will enable us uh, to focus on your word with the understanding that through a complete surrender to the will word and way of our Father God. We as believers, disciples, Christians, we will only become better people. 
Lord, help us to continue to push towards our betterment as we give greater surrender of our heart to you with the understanding that, dear Lord, you will never leave us. You'll never forsake us. I also ask, dear Lord, that you help me. Humbly, I submit myself before you. Lord, please help me uh, to preach your word, speak your word to your people your way, adding nothing to your word, taking nothing away from your word. And at the conclusion of all things, if anyone is blessed, if anyone is empowered, if anyone is encouraged, help them to know that none of the praise belongs to the preacher. All the praise belongs to you. Lord, we thank you. We praise your name and we love you. These and all prayers we ask in your son Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say amen, amen, and amen again. Uh, This is about the time where I would strive to construct an an introduction that kind of sets the stage for what I want to share with you. Um, But because I I, I do have a a great deal that I want to share with you, a great deal that requires a bit of unpacking, and because... I do want to honor the song that we didn't sing. I don't want to be very long. Say amen if you can. Uh, I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, tonight, tonight, if y'all are still with me, say amen. Uh, tonight, I want to talk to you all on the subject, what he knows versus what we think. Uh, what he knows versus what we think. If you all are still with me, say amen. Uh, David, David in this 60th division of the book of Psalms, David is, is in a space of, of, of trial. He's in a space of trial, uh, because, uh, they have come off the heels of an unfortunate defeat. They've come off the heels of an unfortunate defeat. You can unpack a portion of it in the 44th division of Psalms. In the 44th division of Psalms, I would go there, but time's not my friend, but you, you peruse there, 44th division of Psalms around verse number nine. There he begins to inform us, there he begins to inform us and share with us that they did not have victory in their conquest. They they went out for war and they did not have victory in their warfare. If you all get that, say amen. Uh, In the 60th division of Psalms, we begin to see first and foremost, David shares with us his struggle in verse number one. 60th division of Psalms, verse number one. The 60th division of Psalms, verse number one. The Bible says, oh God, you have cast us off. You have broken us down. You have been displeased. And and what he's telling us there is he recognizes that uh, the fall that we take, if you're a child of God, if you're a child of God, say amen. If you're a child of God, it is true when the Bible says no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And I want you to appreciate what that means. That is, the Bible also tells us that the devil has come to steal to kill, and to destroy. That is, we don't call Satan the enemy just to call him that. We call him the enemy because he is our enemy. That's the reason why we said, let me drop this in while I'm standing over the gumbo. That's the reason why I say, if you can see your enemy, then that's not your enemy. Yeah, if I can look at you, if I can look at you, you're not my real enemy, especially in the house of God. If y'all get that, say amen. Uh, but, but in the 60th division of Psalms, verse number one, he highlights, he highlights his struggle. That is, he realizes that a weapon that was formed against us did indeed prosper. And that weapon prospered as David begins to share with us because God has providentially allowed for defeat to come to the people of God. He says in verse number one, oh God, you, someone say you, 
you have cast us off. You have broken us down. You have been displeased. But I appreciate, I appreciate what he does in struggle. That is, if we know that we're suffering because we've fallen from the grace of God, we don't fuss with God. We don't contend with God, but we ask the question that he asks, and that is, oh, restore us again. My brothers and my sisters, being the recipient of devastation will cause you to do one of a few things. David begins to share with us what he's done. Verses 2 through 5. Verses 2 through 5 is very powerful uh, because what he does is he begins to highlight God's ability. And that is, if you've ever found yourself in any form of difficulty, any form of opposition, any form of trial, it's important that the people of God understand who God is, even when the struggle is your fault. That is, you've got to understand who God is, even if the struggle you are in the midst of is your fault. And I say that, my brothers and my sisters, because one of the greatest struggles that the people of God have is in tough times. That is, tough times have the, the tough times have a very successful space in our existence of causing the child of God to foolishly give up on God. So what he does, what he does in verses two on downward, he begins to remind himself of what he knows about God. Starting at verse number two, if you all still with me, say amen. The Bible says, you have made the earth tremble. You have broken it. Heal its breaches, for it is shaking. You have shown your people hard things. If y'all see that, say amen. Yeah, he says, you have shown your people hard things. You have made us drink the wine of confusion. But I love how he gets positive in verse number four. He says, you have given a banner to those who fear you. That it may be displayed because of the truth. Verse 5 says that your beloved may be delivered, the Bible says, save with your right hand and hear me. What you're listening to, what you're listening to is faith and repentance. You're listening to faith and repentance. That is... As we struggle and as we fall in this life, it is imperative for the people of God to understand that God loves you no matter what. And David talks to God knowing that we suffered a loss because we failed God. But I want you to appreciate that David notes that we failed God. God never failed us. And as long as we make up our mind to get things on the right track with God, God will always do right by us. If y'all get that say man that's the reason why we have to question our posture our logic our reasoning for becoming further distant from God when we're in the midst of tough times it's not that I need to push away from God rather I need to draw nigh unto God because the gap that exists between man and God has never been the pushing away of God rather it's always been the pushing away of man if you all appreciate that say man But God goes a step further and God tells him something in verses 2. Or rather, he reveals something that he knows in verses 2 through 5. He begins to tell us that the, the, the foundations of the earth are the property of God. And God is my keeper. And God is my restorer. And God is the one that blesses me. And God is the one that enables me. And God is the one that empowers me. I know, God, if you're the one that tore it down, God, you can build it up. So he says, Lord, would you build it up? Or would you help me out? He's refocusing his mind because he understands that calamity, as we've already stated, it'll have you doing just a few things. 
couple of things that I have you doing. If you all are still with me, say amen. Uh, uh, number one, it, it, it may cause you to be reactive. That is, sometimes calamity causes us to get into a space where we want to retaliate. Or not only retaliate, we want to get vengeful. We want to, uh, we want to start to indict those who have done us wrong. Play the blame game. We want to get hateful. Uh, calamity can cause you to do that, but that's not what David did. Calamity can also cause you to be regressive. That is, it can cause you to become timid. It can cause you to be fearful. It can cause you to retreat. It can cause you uh, to be decreased. It can cause you to live your life in a way uh, that's not exuding the courage that God has placed in us, but living a life as if God did indeed give us the spirit of fear. But that's not what David is doing. If you all are still with me, say amen. And I challenge you, I challenge you to ask yourself, in trouble, where do you find yourself? I pray you'll find yourself in the last point because what David does is he realizes that we are where we are for a reason and he doesn't use his trouble as a space to become retaliatory or or reactive or regressive or retreating but he uses his time to be reflective he literally steps away he walks back and he begins to consider the state of where he is he begins to ponder on how did we get here And where was the falling? If you all are still with me, say amen. David shares with us what is the largest portion of common sense that all Christians, to include the preacher, live as if some days we don't understand it. David highlights in verse number nine, if you all are still with me, say amen. He says, who will bring me to the strong city? Who will lead me to Edom? He says in verse 10, is it not you, O God, who cast us off and you, O God, who did not go out with our armies? David begins to ask himself, if if I'm going to make things right, I've got to determine where my strength comes from, uh, where my power comes from. And I think that what, what hurts us sometimes is that we thank God for blessings But we live like we forget that God blessed us with the blessing. Uh, That is, that is, we know that deliverance comes from God. Change comes from God. Healing comes from God. Comfort comes from God. But we will receive these great gifts of deliverance and blessing and healing and comfort just to get on the other side and act like it never happened in the first place. I'm talking about we still have things that we panic about today that God delivered us from 22 times on yesterday. Well, David decides to do something different. David literally in his distress, the battle is not won. David is still, he's still carrying the loss. What David does in verse number nine is he asks himself the question, if I'm going to get to where I'm supposed to be, who's going to take me there? If this thing's going to turn around, how is it going to turn around? By asking this question, he suppresses panic and he steps into the space of a plan. That is, we won't change this thing around without a strategy. If you all get that, say amen. He couples that, he couples that with not only the question of how we're going to turn it around, but he begins to consider how we got here in the first place. So in verse number 10, he says, is it not you, O God? If y'all see that, say amen. Is it not you, O God, who cast us off? 
That is, Lord, isn't it a fact that the reason why we didn't have favor in the battle is because we carried the sword to the battle. We carried the spear to the battle. We carried the shield to the battle. We carried the armor to the battle, but we did not carry the Lord. And how many of you all know you can have all the resources, but if you don't have the source for the resource, then your resource means nothing. So David really begins to step and he begins to consider the place where he fell from. And he's not playing the blame game because that's not what the time's for. He's not being reactive and he's not going into regression. He's not going to live his life in fear. He's not going to walk around thinking he can't walk in the streets because he got beat up one day and he'll never be victorious ever again. What he's doing is he's going to step back and he's going to really ponder on how we got into this position. And he understands understands a few things. Number one, he understands if I'm going to be victorious, God's going to help me to get there. And the reason why I lost is that when I consider how things were unfolding, I was in a season where God and I, we weren't as close as we should be. So what he does is very simple. He understands that if I'm not putting my confidence in God, I'm putting my confidence somewhere else. And he understands that your confidence placed anywhere other than God is a foolish place to be. So he says something very powerful. Again, consider verse number 10. He said, is it not you, O God, who cast us off? And you who did not go out with our armies? Someone say armies. Yeah, that means that David says, I had warriors to the left of me. And I had warriors to the right of me and I had warriors in the rear of me and we were walking into war. And if you're going to go into war, you need to go to war with warriors. But David really began to consider that it doesn't matter if you have an army and you don't have the almighty. Like it doesn't matter if you have money, but you don't have the master. And it doesn't matter if you've got popularity and you don't have the Prince of Peace. It doesn't matter if you've got all of the solutions, but you don't have salvation because you'll realize that these resources will only carry you so far. So David does something that I appreciate. He not only humbles himself, he accepts the fault, but he comes to what seems to be an epiphany of sorts. And in verse number 11, he says, Lord Give us help from trouble. For he realized something. The help of man is useless. I was talking to a preacher, Brother Finch. And he was sharing with me a point that he understood. And I was listening to him because he was talking from a position that I really needed to hear. He says... You know, it's good that people will come to hear you preach and teach. But you've got to always make sure that you get out of the way. And I asked him, I said, sir, I don't know what you mean when you say get out of the way. He says, you got to get out of the way. Somebody say get out of the way. And see, what he meant by that was he says, you see, what will start to happen is as, 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 as the man of God before the people of God it can start to get foolish, you see, because you, you, you got at least three to four appointments a week and you're on the phone with at least two or three people a day and you're trying to talk people through strategy and you're talk, trying to talk people through prayer and you're, you're lifting them up. He says, and if you're not careful, you'll start to lend yourself to believe that the solution belongs to you. And when he told me to get out of the way, what he's essentially telling is, is that you've got to make it an intentional habit to understand that your job is not to fix the people of God. 
Your job is to point the people of God to God and allow God to work it out for them. And that's important to know because when he says that the help of man is useless, y'all, he's talking about the preacher too. Yeah, that is, that is, I can pray you through your problems and I can talk you through your problems and I can, I can encourage you through your problems. But, but at the end of the day, at some point, I'm going to have to hang up the phone or at some point you're going to have to get in the car or at some point the service is going to be over and you're going to be headed back to the house and we're going to lock this place up and we're going to turn the alarm on and you're going to be back in life all by yourself. And in that space, you're going to have to realize that, you know what, while it was wonderful to be in the house of God, this cannot be your portion. And I cannot be your deliverance. And I cannot be your sustainer. Every one of us has to understand that, that I pray to God that everybody in here finds encouragement in at least one child of God. I pray that everybody in here is uplifted by at least one or two things I'm saying in here. And if you are, I'm telling you, give all praise, honor, and glory to God. But I really want you to know that your salvation, your sanctification, your, your maintaining, your, your sustaining, your, your ability to hold on, to stay encouraged, it cannot be found in your pre- it can't be found in the leaders it can't be found in your mama it can't be found in your daddy it can't be found in big mama it can't be found in your grandpa it can't be found in your godmama or your auntie or your uncle no you have got to ensure that if you're going to make it in this life you got to have a personal relationship with god all by yourself because i'm telling you at some point even the best of men are going to run out of gas Bible says, even the young man grow weary. That is, even those that are known for their strength, at some point they're going to go just so far and they're going to fall apart. Lord help, Lord help the young lady whose her entire joy is in her boyfriend. Lord help the young man whose entire joy is in his girlfriend. Lord, help the child who only has access to God because he's got a praying grandmother. Lord, while it's beautiful to have one, at some point you got to realize that mama is just a human. And at some point she's going to go as far as she can. And when she's gone as far as she can and she's unable to go any further, you're going to have to ask yourself, when calamity becomes overwhelming, you're going to have to consider like David did. And that is David realized, I had the army, I had the warriors, I should have won the war, but I realized why I didn't win the war. I was trying to fight the war on the basis of the resource without a sound connection to the source. He tells us in verse number 11, if y'all still with me, say amen. Time is not my friend. He says, listen, give us help from trouble. For the help of man is useless. Oh, I hear your silence. I know what Proverbs 27 and 17 says. I know it. The Bible says, for as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens the countenance of another. That is, you're absolutely right. I need you and you need me. If y'all get that, say amen. The Bible says uh, uh, two is better than one and a threefold cord can hardly be broken. It's all true. If y'all know that's right, say amen. But at some point, at some point in your midnight hour, when it's just you all by yourself and the phone ain't doing it for you and, and there is nobody to call and nobody's coming through and you're all by yourself and you don't have a friend to lean on, you've got to know that God is without a doubt your help. And when you contrast the help of God in relationship to the help of man, you'll understand that man's help in contrast to God is indeed useless. 
It's the reason why. It's the reason why. Uh, when Caleb looked at uh, uh, the giants, uh, he began to say, we were like grasshoppers in their eyes. Now, it's not to say that they were the size of grasshoppers, because even those men could have stepped on a grasshopper. But it's when we contrast who we are in comparison to who they are, we're really small. I'm telling you, take the best Christian you know. And I'm looking in this crowd. I see a lot of good Christians. If y'all get that, say amen. Take the best Christian you know. Take all the sound advice they give them. Take all the encouragement they give you. Take them the fact that they'll pray you through anything. They'll love you through anything. They'll help you out. They'll encourage you. They'll lift you up. And I'm telling you, even the best of the best to include your preacher is nothing in comparison to God. Verse number 12 says, through God. Someone say God. We will do valiantly. For it is he who shall tread down our enemies. If y'all get that, say amen. You see, David was at a space where he understood something, church, that we've got to really get. It'll transform how we have joy. It'll transform how we come to church. It'll transform how we have peace of mind. It'll transform how we have brighter days. And that is when I understand that, listen, uh, my brothers and my sisters, they can help me. But none of them can save me. To the left or right of you, these are servants. Above you is the Savior. And the servants can only serve, but the Savior is the one who saves. Psalms 118, as I get ready to close, y'all turn there with me if you will. Putting into, con- putting into sound, sound consideration, not just about how this lesson impacts the person who's looking for help. Uh, but as that preacher was pouring into me, he was really impacting how I give help. You see, if you really take, if you really take the 60th division of Psalms and you utilize that truth in, in, your, in your ability to give help, it'll keep you from having those stress-filled days. It'll set you at peace when I realize, when I realize that my task is to give you the best that I have and trust that I know God will take you further than I ever dreamed of doing. 118th division of Psalms. If y'all there with me, say amen. Look with me at verse number five and we get ready to wrap this up. Verse number five says, I called on the Lord in distress. and The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Oh, no, appreciate that church. He didn't say a tank was on his side. He didn't say a battalion was on his side. And he didn't say a grenade was on his side. No, he said, the Lord is on my side. And if the Lord is on my side, what can anybody do to me if God is there with me? If y'all get that, say amen. He says, the Lord is for me among those who help me. Oh, I see it now. God is saying, listen, those people that you love, those encouragers, those uplifters, those people that visit you in the tough hour, I'm there with you, and I'm working through those individuals. And those individuals should not be viewed as anything other than the vessel. Appreciate that word. He says, the Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire on those who hate me. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. And I would add, it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in your preacher. Say amen if you can. I say that without any fear or hesitation because I know who I am 
but also know who God is. Christians, I'm so thankful for your attendance. I'm so glad you're here at Pembroke Park. Pembroke Park is better because you're here. We're able to do more. We're able to help young people. We're able to do great things. We're able to help those at the Broward Outreach Center. I'm so glad to serve with you all, and I pray you're glad to serve with me. But I pray that we understand two things. Number one is that we're all a vapor, here today, gone tomorrow. And if you woke up tomorrow and the best you had on this earth was gone, you trust that the Lord you serve said he would never leave you nor forsake you. We may mourn, but we know we'll be fine because our help comes from the Lord. The psalmist says, I looked unto the hills from whence my help cometh. My help comes from the Lord. If y'all get that, say amen. If you're not a child of God, what are you waiting on? I don't know about you all, but I just had to appreciate David's realization. David just started to look at life, and David realized that, you know what, life is as tough as it is because I've let this gap grow between me and God. And I urge you to close the gap. If y'all get that, say amen. How do I do that? Well, you do that, you come by hearing the word of God, believing the word of God to be true, Uh, repenting of your sins, confessing, acknowledging that Jesus Christ is indeed the Son of God. Be buried in the watery grave of baptism. Rise to walk a new life. Live faithful unto death. God promised to give you a crown of life. If y'all get that, say amen. Maybe just maybe you're here tonight. You know you need to do something. You know you need to do something. You just don't know what to do. You maybe need a little bit of help. Well, I'm so grateful our seed sowers are in the back. I'm so appreciative for them. Uh, They're in position in the rear. And what they would love more than anything is that when we sing our song of invitation, if you need just a little bit more help, we'd urge you to make your way to them. They'll take you in a most friendly manner. Uh, Set you aside. Begin to share with you in a most profound way how you can begin to have a relationship with Jesus Christ today. Or maybe just maybe you're here today and you're already a child of God and you realize that you've been placing more faith in humans than you've been placing in God. Some of us place more faith in our job than we place in God and our debit card than we place in God. We place more, more, more trust in our medication than we do than God. And I, and I, I know that we, we're, we're blessed to have those things, but if we lost all those things, we still have the Lord. If y'all get that, say amen. Well, let's make that right. The Bible tells us in 1 John 1 and 9, if we simply confess our faults, he's faithful and just to forgive us and the cleanses of all unrighteousness. If anyone needs to respond, we urge you to do so right now as we together stand and sing. Careless soul, why will you linger wandering from the fold of God? Hear you not the invitation 